welcome to Better Than MJ and Kobe Question Mark. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy. Alongside me is... It's your boy, Stitch. We back up in this motherfucker yes. one time again. So much sports to go around. Holy shit. That's mm-hmm. why we had to start with that X. Yes. We gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start off with that fire. Right off the bat. The uh, We have a brand new segment. Yeah. It's called... <laughs> Crying Jordan of the Week. Oh, I love it. For those of you who speak internet, Crying (laughs) Jordan is always used to depict uh, someone who took an L. A serious L. A funny L. Yes. Yes. And uh, we had some... Do you want to go with yours first? Uh, Sure, but I got heat for this one. Okay. My Crying Jordan of the Week goes out to someone who I have been hating on since uh, the last couple of years. And my hatred has been fueled. It's Paul George. Oh, God. From the Indiana Pacers. This ain't shit-ass mofo. Uh, we need James. Yeah, we, we will get big injured. He actually did want to call in. I was like, I ain't no call in on this one. Um, but uh, this motherfucker is uh, at the bottom of the Central Division uh, for the Indiana Pacers. In the Eastern Conference, mind you. Uh, he's... Wishy-washy on whether his ankle is injured or not. He's already called out his teammates 10 games into the season, complaining to the media, not handling it in-house, not leading by example, not showcasing himself to be a, a Olympi- Olympic champion and the predecessor to Kobe in this league. This face of NBA 2K... <laughs> Uh, seems to be having a whole lot of trouble. If the playoffs were to start today, which I know it's early in the season, they'd be on the outside looking at the lottery draft. So, but what is the moment? What is where? Where are you memeing his? He is crying <laughs> to the media and literally saying, "My team ain't got no chemistry. I think we're lost. We ain't got no heart." Talk about yourself. Since you're the leader of this team, getting paid more money than anybody else on the Pacers, you're going to take several crying Jordan meme L's. Fuck Paul George. Oh, man. We will come back because I'm not a Paul George fan, (laughs) per se. Nobody is. I'm not going to jump on his back and and defend him from from the fire that you're you're spitting at him. But uh, I enjoy Paul George. I think his game is really good. And I think he's definitely one of the uh, top ten seven to eight players in the league. <laughs> I mean, that's not so shade and everything. Saying it's top I'll, give 10, you, top seven. I'll give you that. You don't put the top nine or ten, top t- maybe 12 person on the cover of 2K. And even if you did, he better have a breakout year. You can't be starting the season five and seven, five and six, or, below 500. As in Chris Paul been on the cover of 2K? That's Chris Paul? Holy I, shit. Say, you know we, what? Where we, where we go? I throw shade at Chris Paul <laughs> when he when he's not playing well. I certainly do. But th- for my crying Jordan of the me- of the week, it is definitely Paul George. Because oh, he is crying hard to the media. And there are trade rumors even as a, as we speak today. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that because uh, your warrior's about to do some warrior type shit. Well, hold, <laughs> be, hold the phone. Give me your crying Jordan of the week. My crying Jordan of the week will go to the uh, football establishment of the city of New Orleans Ooh. and the Saints for uh, battling hard against the Denver Broncos to have Drew Brees throw a, uh, a nice touchdown 
to kick the game-winning extra point, only to get it blocked and return to the house and get that, that tie game going for the win to an L. You go in a matter of seconds from we we celebrate and we high five. I wish I could have been in a bar <laughs> in New Orleans or in anywhere in Louisiana just to watch that whole shit play out. Because I've seen many, many Saints shit go down where it's just hysterical and I just start cackling loudly. This would have been one of the best ones in my life if I could have watched happen live. Tough. They had an epic touchdown score. To give them credit on that. Yep. Touchdown squeezed in. I was surprised he caught it. Then they're kicking the extra point. I was like, you know what? Maybe he'll miss this. Maybe he'll miss it. Maybe he'll shank it. Nope. The football gods did me one better. We gonna we gonna hop over the line. We gonna block it, and we gonna do. We gonna run it back. And then for this, Ed, there's some controversy going on. If he stepped out of bounds, if he didn't, we didn't have definitive evidence on the camera. It looks like from the opposite angle, probably stepped out. Okay, but that's not good enough to turn it over. I am very biased in this. I will freely admit, I'm a Raider fan. I will never want to see, sorry, Mile High, I will never want to see anything positive happen with the Broncos. Objectively, it looked like his foot was definitely out of bounds around the 30 or 40. Should have been out, but... But the block was clean. The block was clean. You can't see it. I mean, if we don't have that you. Based on the angle that we have, yeah, most likely it looks like it's out, but we can't see foot hitting white chalk on the left side because we only had the, the opposite sideline view. It, it, it looked I highly feel suspect, bad. but feel bad for I'm not going to rain on your, your crying Jordan. Don't so. feel bad for the Saints fans. The only franchise to get busted, well, the most recent franchise to get busted for systematically cheating. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to call out the whole Deflate Gate thing, that that's whatever. But the Saints got caught cheating with the Bounty Gate. That was proven. Whole coach did a year. Uh, other other coaches did did some time. I still can't wrap my head around that. You know that. I mean, I know it's a few years back. They got but, them on tape. They got them on tape. I'm, they got I'm, them on emails. I am not saying that they, it didn't happen. I'm not saying that the penalty wasn't warranted. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is. Intellectually, I can't wrap my head around you having to motivate players who, on a pro football team, a pretty decent one, having good years or whatever, by giving them money and incentives. Money motivates money. Yeah, but, I mean, you're already... Who doesn't like extra money? I I hear you. (laughs) I, I, I do hear that. It's just, you should, I would, I would... Believe that people would be already super motivated because it's an NFL game, but it happened. I can't deny it. I just—it's it, baffling. They did cheat. It is what it is. Yeah. That's your Jordan, of, crying Jordan of the week, uh, though. It was great. It, it was great. Just uh, I mean, my, uh, runner-ups obviously were the uh, was Cam jo- uh, Cam Newton mm. for his whole dabbing and ended up losing. Uh, even my Michigan football—they lost against Iowa. Oh, I was going to get to that. It sucked. It hurt. Uh, we only dropped two spots in the poll, which is nice. Could have been Cause a lot everybody worse because everybody else lost. Um, and then another runner-up was Pittsburgh for their whole, uh, we're going to go for two-point conversion, and we're just not going to get it, and we're going to try to uh, pay off the debt that we uh, 
we dug ourselves in with the previous one, and we're just going to keep failing and failing and failing and failing. I like, got it's, it. It's a nice strategy in theory. Oh, yeah, we're going to go for two. We'll, uh, we'll get eight points instead of seven. We'll get 16 instead of 14. Uh, but when you don't get them not one time, then you're playing from behind, and now you're forcing yourself to get the two points to try to make up for the mistake that you had previously. So why even have, why do you even have a field goal kicker? Yeah. If you're just going to just take these extra barring, conversions. Barring an injury, there's no excuse for doing that in an no. NFL game, especially against a good opponent. Um, I completely agree. I mean, we should actually get into Pittsburgh. The Steelers, little known fact I just heard today, um, ever since Trump waved one of those terrible towels at a rally, they've not won a single game. Oh, I think they're owed, they're owed forces. And uh, just, just <coughs> a little little piece of information. Um, Pittsburgh is in trouble. At the beginning of this year, I was praising them quite a bit. I thought that Antonio Brown uh, and Big Ben and... You know, a motivated defense would automatically, uh, in a normal year, lead them to run away with that division. It's a division up for grabs because, I mean, Baltimore isn't shit. Cleveland isn't shit. So, in theory, it's just Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Cincinnati started off this year rough. They uh, didn't get firing off the blocks and on, and, and off out, out the gate like they should have with, with the talent that they have. Pittsburgh... Jumped out to it, but they've just been sputtering and they they haven't got their shit together. Is what four in a row that they've lost? I, I believe so, and and they should go head to head one more time. I this believe year. so, also yes. So um, there's a lot of blood, bad blood between those teams. Oh yeah, I mean I got you know a good buddy over in Ohio. Shout out to Dave, who um, bleeds Cincinnati Bengals orange and black. Yeah, which sounds weird to me, but you know mm-hmm. I, I'd never met a, you know a Bengals fan before, but he's hardcore with it, and. He said some things about Pittsburgh, and I had initially thought it was just Hayden, but they got some serious problems over there. Pittsburgh really does, um, and even being back to, I don't know if it was a playoff game last, well, there was, there was a playoff game where uh, Carson Palmer, when he was at Cincinnati, he got his knee sort of taken out on a questionable cheap shot yeah. uh, on the first play of the game, yep. uh, fucked up a real good Cincinnati team that they had going into the playoffs, uh, ruined their season. Uh, and I think it was last year they had the game where Vontez Burfik, who I'm a big Vontez Burfik fan, but he's crazy. He's been yeah. crazy at Arizona State. He's just out of control. He's hysterically fun to watch, but when uh, he's playing reckless and the and the refs are tuned into his type of play, he, he's going to cost you a game. He's going to cost you a lot of penalty yardage. Yep. Which uh, seems to be the fact. And he was even tweeting out some stuff. He was uh, <laughs> tweeting out a lot of shade at, at a lot of uh, Pittsburgh stuff going on. So, it, which makes good for rivalry. I, I don't have any issue with other players talking shit on other teams because it makes it interesting. It makes it enjoyable to watch those two teams where oh, yeah. we have no geographical uh, favoritism to it. There, we, we don't have any blood ties or anything, but it just makes for an extra... Uh, Bit of enjoyment when we actually watch those two teams face together on the on the uh, field. Agreed. Um, let's talk about. I mean, we've talked about a whole lot of shade that we've thrown out. Uh, sticking with the NFL for a moment, and yes, this is a, a sports cast that primarily deals with NFL and NBA. Um, but I want to say uh, I got to tip my hat to the Dallas Cowboys. This is a team that you know was a joke. For all of those Romo years, for the most part, he had a few, you know, winning seasons, but a lot of missed playoffs, a lot of choking in the playoffs, a lot of injuries, and all of that. 
The Dallas Cowboys have the best record in the NFL right now. Essentially, and this is going to be interesting to watch play out because this is essentially a Alex Smith Kaepernick situation that they have, where mm. in terms of they had their so-called starter quarterback, which a lot of people weren't really happy with, Alex Smith. Uh, he was able to sort of get the job kind of done. He was successful. Alex Smith was able to do that. He got him to, to the NFC Championship the year before. He gets injured. Now all of a sudden we got the new guy that no one knew anything about. I mean, if you watch college football at Mississippi State, you know, Dak Prescott was, he was a talent. Uh, he got in a little bit of trouble with a DUI in the offseason. Uh, kind of maybe hurt his draft stock a little bit. But he's not making his team lose, which a lot of uh, seems to be the criticism for a lot of young quarterbacks. He plays smart. He doesn't cause turnovers. And uh, he knows what to do with, in the situation. He's not trying to force throws in. To Dez, he's using Cole Beasley, he's using Witten, he's getting the ball to Zeke uh, Elliott, and they're not losing games, they're winning. And so now all of a sudden you got uh, Romo, who's pretty much healthy now, maybe a week or two, or a week off from being completely 100%. So uh, Jerry Jones, who always likes to have his hands in the uh, the cooking mix. Yes, he does. Um, it's interesting to see how he, if he just stands off, and, and falls back and lets this whole situation play out, or if he tries to put hands on and be like, oh, we need Romo back out there. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Zeke Elliott's a beast. That O-line is a monster. Well, before we... And I agree with you on the O-line. Before we go go there, though, yet, I'm going to say this, man. Um, the only key difference I see, and I've watched the San Francisco, Colin, and uh, um, Alex, Smith. Alex Smith situation pretty closely. The difference I see here... Is Romo's age. Romo's not a spring chicken. Neither is Alex Smith, but I mean, I think it's the difference of someone who literally is at the tail end Ro- of their career. I agree. Romo, though, has been a better quarterback than Alex Smith was prior to when that whole thing went down. Yes. All, uh, Alex Smith only had that one year when Harwell came in where yeah. he, he coached him up, he got him to do whatever he needed to do. As much shade as Romo gets for doing so-called Romo type stuff, Romo's a by far better quarterback than Alex Smith. That's that's not yeah. even a question. He could throw the ball. He could throw a, a twenty yard out. Exactly. Um, but essentially, and for to pull another term, uh, Romo's getting Drew Bledsoe. That's I think that's perfect because Bledsoe was an older but still effective and good quarterback who got injured late in his career, but. I, it's a good problem to have, to have two good quality quarterbacks. You never know what's going to happen. Right. One play could change everything. Um, even for a young, healthy quarterback um, like uh, Prescott. But, I mean, I, to give credit where credit's due, if the season were to end today, still a whole lot of fucking football to play, Prescott might win MVP. And yeah. even though great O-line, excellent running back in Zeke, but... My default voting for MVP, I always do this for both football and basketball. It's it's a little bit easier for basketball. There's more variables in football. But you show me a team with the best record, and you show me the best player on that team, by default, I'm going to lean towards voting for that. My problem with that is that if we take away Dak and we put in Romo... Is Dak, is Dak better than Romo? Do we know that? I don't think we do. Definitively, I am willing to say right here and right now, 
he makes less mistakes than Romo would. And for me and my money, that that makes him better in terms I, of wins. I, I, I see two to three games being lost this season if Romo was starting all of these. Still a good record. I think the entire offensive philosophy for the Cowboys has changed. Where mm. in terms of... When you had Romo, your top premier, and, I, and he's the best person on that team to me is Des Bryant. Des Bryant's a a beast mode athlete, having an off year too. He's having an off year. I think. I mean, with, besides the injuries, but they understand like we can't not just I, well. I'll say it. we can't trust Dak to air it out forty to fifty times a game. We have this beast mode O line, and we have this stud running back. Just feed Zeke. Let's let us what let us get five yards of carry. Let's let us get five yards of ten or whatever. We run the ball five yards on three plays, we get fifteen yards. We we just we're moving the chains. I wholeheartedly so, agree. So it's a completely different offensive strategy in terms of my understanding where when it's Romo is in charge, it's like, all right, Romo can throw it. We think he can throw it fifty times a game. We got Des Bryant, let him let him wing yeah. it and, and zing it and everything. But we've seen that movie. That that's my only issue. Exactly. And, but with this one, if if and I don't think the Cowboys would have enough sense to do the whole run first strategy if no, they had Romo. Of course not. So that's why I can't give the MVP to Prescott or anyone on Dallas because I think it's a lot of the O line. It's a lot of Zeke. It's a, it's a lot of they're they're playing a lot of team ball per se. There's a lot of football to still play. First yes. of all, number and then secondly, I would say um, I would lean. Toward. There's a lot of other people making a case, and 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 I'm not a hundred percent sold. What I'm really trying to say is I'm about sixty to sixty five percent there towards a lean uh, to would, giving it to. Him. I would put if well, it ended just, today. just off the top of my head, I would put Carr above Dak in terms of who's more deserving of MVP. I would put Matt Ryan. I would slightly uh, to me Tom Brady's on par with it and I don't go with Tom Brady because he still missed four games yeah. and everything so I'm not all about that whole aspect of it um but in ter- in terms of those people I mean I have no issue with with Matt Ryan or or Carr in terms okay. of people uh being MVP like fair, in, in fair enough who should get it but I mean there there's a lot of football to play Oh yeah, we're gonna see how everything plays out with who's in who uh, wins these divisions and who gets the the number one seed with with buys and everything. So th- there's a lot to be played. I just think the Cowboys have wi- wisened up to how they should play versus how they have been playing. Oh, definitely. And using uh, the best talent that they have, not well, the best overall scheme that they have instead of the best talent because they can still all right, De- uh, Dak. We want you to force the ball to Dez. And everything, which a lot of people would do, because Des to me is top five receiver in the league. Agreed. But to be safe and to avoid turnovers, uh, we, you're just going to run behind these 350 pound people and take five yards of carry. And Zeke just happens to be talented, and it pains me being a Michigan fan. Why did this Ohio State guy just blow the fuck up? He, I mean, he did. He did a thing. He, He's uh, amazing. On, on, I think on on his touchdowns, he went untouched on yeah. the ones he scored. He was just like, whoo. Fast, strong, elusive, and, and that's that's part O line. And yeah. Dallas, even when Dallas was winning back in the nineties, their O line was oh phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. It was just earth movers. I, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly agreeing. Uh, we'll have to keep watching. There's still a whole lot of football, like we keep saying to play, 
And then in December, there was cold weather. And, you know, there's the... It, it separates the men from the boys when it comes to uh, running the football yeah. in cold weather, outdoors, maybe on the road. You know, maybe there's some other nagging injuries that happen. Who knows? Right. Um, but it, it's a, it's been a fun year so far with, I, uh, with the Cowboys. And it's good for football to see... A return for that team. It's always good to see the so-called power teams uh, beat in the mix yeah. and everything. At least uh, one of them, and this yeah. this one hasn't. Dallas, uh, Pittsburgh was kind of up in there, but they sort of fallen off. But yeah. everyone wants to see Dallas, Pittsburgh, uh, sometimes the Niners, uh, even old school teams like the Raiders. Yeah, uh, Redskins even Redskins seem to be playing pretty well and trying to get their 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 name in the uh, in the hat. So uh, I will say this when. And I know he ain't shit now, but when RG3, that rookie season, was playing out of his fucking mind and they won the division, I was impressed from a Redskin Nation standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they really balled. Um, why don't we switch gears a little bit back to the NBA? I want to give some props. Um, I want to make sure I get it right. It's uh, Rosen. on Tr- Rosen? Yeah. Man, this guy is balling out of fucking control. Did he just sign a new contract? I, you know, that's a really good question. I'd, I'd have to look it up to be absolutely sure. I don't watch a whole lot of Toronto Raptors games. I know that they are, I believe, seven and two and about to play against the Warriors tomorrow. Uh, don't know whether they'll win or lose against the Dubs. However, is it at Golden State or at Toronto? Uh, I believe it's at Toronto. This is the start of their road trip. Okay, but here's the thing. He's been balling out of his mind, like scoring 30-plus points a game. He had one of the best starts in NBA history compared to, like, Michael Jordan and Wilt Chamberlain. Um, he should have been on the cover of NBA 2K in comparison to Paul George. Oh, in, ter- in terms of the start of the season, this guy is seriously balling. He's doing it with not you, just threes. You might be the only person that cares about covers of video games. I really think they don't mean shit to me. All I know is they gave Kobe the special edition. Legacy, I get all that, and you have a league full of stars, recognizable faces in this league. You know, we got back-to-back finals with the Cavs and the Warriors, and we may get it for a third time, which is super rare in, in terms of NBA history. But nah, we're not going to go with anybody on the Cavs or the Dubs. We're going to go to Indiana to a non-playoff team. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Well, they got to reach out to different markets, mm-hmm. I guess. Indiana is basketball country. I will always say that. But um, it's interesting to see how Toronto plays it out. To me, I'm at the point where it's it's almost like Atlanta with me. Like they don't impress me until they do something in the playoffs. Like I agree. I mean, Atlanta they were they will always be paper tigers. Yes. Actually, every team in the Eastern Conference will be until I see in the playoffs someone at least take the Cavs to seven. You know that's that's what I need to see. And and playing them hard, uh, I don't know if any of those teams can beat them. I guess some teams a little bit of leeway, like the Celtics. They're young. a young team. Um, I would even give Miami uh, some credit. Oh, yeah. Because they're young. Rebuilding. Uh, yeah, they're, they're young and rebuilding. But, I mean, we've been hearing about Toronto for a good hot minute. It's been a few years. Even, even Chicago. Chicago, oh, they're supposed to take them out. They're supposed to take them out. All right, well, show me. Yeah. So... At this point, it's like, okay, I understand you guys are awesome. I understand these regular season records, but I'm not impressed until you knock off so-called champs of the East. Fair enough. 
Um, it is a show me league. What about early on? We have Doc Rivers coaching well down in LA. Yeah, I had to check out the schedule to see who they've played. But uh, I mean, the Clippers have. I mean, they've played very, very well. So the Clippers are another one of those teams where once they get into the playoffs, we'll see actually how legit they are because they've just had some notorious gag jobs back in the day. Um, I worry about that offense, the half-court <laughs> offense, when there's no lobs being done. Not saying Chris Paul can't do a two-man game. Not saying that Blake doesn't know how to ball. But when you need, need a bucket... The only person I'm depending on on that squad is CP3. They've, they've had some good wins. Just looking over the schedule, they have beaten Oklahoma City. They did lose to Oklahoma City, if, I, if I'm reading this correctly. Get a one loss. Yeah, uh, the one loss was to Oklahoma City. They've beaten teams like Memphis. I don't really know what Memphis is doing yeah. this year. They beat San Antonio. That's a good That's a quality win. Yeah. Um, other than that... I mean, they haven't played at the Dubs yet. I I need to see them play against the Dubs. They beat Portland, but Portland's still trying to develop their themselves and everything. So we'll we'll see how the Clippers do. Um, season's still really, really, really early. Um, so we we'll see how this plays out. They played like Sacramento, which is whatever, but um, they they still have to play the champions of the West. Um, I mean, they played. Oklahoma City twice, which is nice. They played San Antonio once. We'll see how they, they handle against Golden State because that's pretty much their rival. Yep. I mean, they they need to beat them. They need to do it convincingly. Yeah. Uh, either at home and especially on the road, just to show that okay, they're legit. This record backs up the competition that we're playing. So, um, they're they're all healthy now, and that's another thing. They need to make sure they stay healthy because a lot of the years, uh, Chris Paul has gotten banged up with the finger. Uh, Griffin is uh, punching people in the face, so off the court, yeah, <laughs> uh, off the court, kind of on the court. If he's an oh employee. yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see how the Clippers play out. But I mean, you can't take any anything away from the record being nine and one at this point. So that's interesting to uh, see how that plays out. Another team that sort of stands out to me. Um, Previously was um, the Rockets have been kind of sort of impressive with how Harden's played, and I'm not even a Harden guy at all. I'm not either, but they switched him to point guard, right? They switched him to point guard, and they've been running this uh, offense that suits his style. We're like, okay, we're going to run this offense, and you're going to dribble up the court. So it feeds into what he likes to do. I'm shrugging right now. Y'all can't see me. I like the fact... Here's what I like about Harden. He knows how to get to the line. And he's a good free throw shooter. He's a decent finisher. He's creative. Um, You don't see many talented left-handed players like him um, in the league anymore. I didn't realize he was left-handed. Yeah, he's... I'm almost positive he's a lefty. But um, anyway, he's... Kind of an enigma. I'd love to see him play with more heart on defense. Maybe he's playing. I haven't seen Houston I have not play. watched any Rockets games yet. So I've only seen a couple highlights, and I will uh, keep my eye out for more games. If they're playing on a nationally televised game or whatever, I will watch them and see what's working uh, and what isn't. But i got to tip my hat in terms of individual players. Uh, Westbrook has still gone on his tear. Um, you know, the Dubs beat them. And Kevin Durant. Oh, we didn't. I'm sorry, we didn't even talk about this yet because it hadn't happened. Yet. <coughs> Kevin Durant went up against, uh, and and the Dubs went up yeah, against OKC. Okay, like last 
Thursday-ish or yeah. something like that. Um, Rivalry game complete. We talked about it before, and I uh, put that thing as, like, just because you're best player on the team doesn't mean you're alpha. And uh, Kevin is the alpha on that goddamn team. Yeah. Um, Love Steph. It's Kevin's team. Ke- yeah. It, it's interesting to see how it plays out. And I, I'm still a man without a favorite player in the league right now because Kobe retired. So I'm, I'm actively... Uh, Waiting to hitch my uh, my 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 bandwagon to a favorite player, and Durant's up there. I've always sort of liked Durant, even before he was with the Warriors. He played with OKC. He's always been a interesting person to watch play, just in terms of his style of play. Where oh, absolutely, he, he can post up, he can shoot, he can dribble, he can he can sort of do it all. He can even d up people, which is which is really really good. Um, so we, and we've talked about it numerous times to see how his his style of play would fit and mesh in with this Warriors offense. It's meshing well. It's meshing very well. It's meshing very quickly, and it's uh, effective in terms yeah. of everything he's doing. It seems like the person that uh, might not be, I guess, not to say he's on board with it because that makes it sound like he's it's something with him not wanting to be a part. But it seems like Clay is a little bit off. Clay does seem a little lost in the sauce. Um, but and I'll come back to Clay. I want to say this about Kevin though. I've seen more enthusiasm on the defensive front from him than I ever did in OKC. And he still played D in OKC. And maybe it's just a factor of seeing every single game of his now that he's with the Dubs. But he's going out there. He's trying to block the shit out of these yeah. shots. He's Ding people up. He's talking shit. I mean, he's playing fiery, hard nosed. Yeah, uh, playoff style basketball, and I love it. It's fun to watch. I, I love every second of it. And then the other thing is, he's not forcing shit. He, you know, it's he not sure, like I, there's no reason for him to have to force shit. Yeah, definitely not. But I mean, I don't even see him. You know, at certain plays or whatever. Okay, it's my it's my show. You know, everybody step back, and I'm gonna do some ISO shit. You know, that fucking uh, mellow bullshit. Yeah, no, especially because when you watch the game versus OKC, you could see that the Warriors wanted him. To, sh- to showcase and yep. everything, which is, is really cool. It shows that, like, all right, it, it shows chemistry to mm-hmm. me in that aspect where, all right, this is your guy, your old team. We want you to get the revenge game off and everything. We're going to rotate. We're going to make that extra pass and everything. We're we're, we're going to uh, drive, force a double team. We're going to kick it out to you yes. and everything. It's not like, all right, uh, Durant, you, you, you just dribble for 15 seconds, you drive in. No. It, it, and it's, it's really good uh, coaching by Steve Kerr, which we talked about, to uh, to to analyze how he would be handling his coaching job. Oh, yeah. Because I, I definitely think the pressure is on him. I think he's done a really, really well job. Obviously, the Warriors aren't off to their 24-0 start that they were off last year, but they're, they're playing really, really well. And um, they've only lost, what, two games? They lost yeah, 8-2. Yeah, so there's no alarms to go off. They lost the the one game at the beginning of the, the season, and they lost the other one. I forget who it was that they played that they lost the other game. They too, lost but... to the Lakers and Spurs, oh, yeah, but that's yeah. it. So uh, they're, they're playing really, really well. So I have no issues with, with any of the meshing going on. And it just, I mean, league better attack them well, well they can because I don't see them getting any weaker unless injuries happen. Oh, yeah. Well, McGee is coming off the bench and actually getting some play time, and he looks like a beast. You talk about defensively. He's the rim protection that they need. If he can keep his head in the game, sky's the limit. He right. can jump out of the fucking gym. Uh, secondly, I want to say I like the trust that they're showing with Kevin. There, there's no doubt about it. I think Clay has started a little slowly. His shot was, you know, terribly off from a three point range, um, and then trying to figure out how and when to drive. Uh, you know, just a bad a stretch of games. 
Um, what's disturbing to me, though, from the rumor mill, I'm hearing about oh boy. potential trade rumors with Clay literally this afternoon. I don't want that to fucking happen. Um, if they were sitting sitting here with the record of the Indiana Pacers, then maybe I would entertain that bullshit. But they didn't start off super slow, you know. Uh, they lost one game at home to the Spurs. No shame in that. And they lost one gimme game, you know, to the to the Lakers, who have played well this year. In I, LA. I It makes no sense to me why they are trying to retool this team. Uh, 10, 11, 10, 11 games into the season. That makes absolutely no sense to me, and that just seems very toxic. Um, you're more of a Warriors fan, so you know more about the way their management, maybe philosoph- ph- their philosophy behind I'm going to say this. It's literally a internet rumor right now. We've seen rumors come up with Clay like three Before. years ago. Yes, and then he started balling even harder. Yeah. Perhaps there's something you know in the air to help motivate. This actually could have nothing to do with Clay per se. He could he could have just had his name incorrectly attached to it, based on because I heard Boogie Cousins wants out of Sacramento, which is pretty well documented. Oh, yeah, you can't um, bring Boogie Cousins in that. Yeah, and then there's something about the Celtics and maybe even the Pacers, yeah, which two teams, like Bradley and two teams who yeah, I could see them wanting to make trades just cuz you want to make a trade to get Clay doesn't mean the Warriors want to do that. What yeah, what what pieces like what are you trying to get? I don't see the Warriors on the seeking end or reaching out end. No. I see them on the receiving end of plenty of requests. I mean, you could ask for anything. The, yeah, the, the only thing that I would even understand in terms of retooling stuff or even trying to is like salary cap type stuff. But you have Durant for two years. Yeah. Curry's what for two? Yeah. This uh, is I, think, I, think, I think maybe at the end of this year. But he'll, he'll resign. Okay. Well, well I, unless they're panicking about clearing up some money, but that's something you should worry about in the offseason. Hell yeah. That's not not thing you should be tinkering with 11 games in the season. And I'm going to say this. I, I may be wrong, but I believe Kerr... Or management has already done some speaking out about these rumors okay. uh, and hopefully definitively smashed them to fucking pieces. Now, whether or not people believe them, who knows? You know what I mean? Because people run with rumor shit in the NBA and so the deadline comes and goes. But we shall see. Um, let's switch. It. Oh, I got some more shade. God damn it. Okay. Back to NFL. The fucking Vikings were sitting high and mighty. Vikings are... Well. I, I was never really all into this whole Vikings thing because essentially their defense was just bowling the fuck out. They were they were they were sacking, getting like five six sacks a game, forcing turnovers, and running them back, which is awesome. But you are not going to sustain that for sixteen games a year. No and way. Everything. Your your defense can hold some shit going on, but you you can't expect your defense to score points. On a weekly in and out basis, and their offense ain't shit. No, they the defense has overshadowed their deficiencies on offense, yep. and they've now lost what four or five in a row. Yep, and everything after uh, a five and zero start. Yeah, so I mean, Sam Bradford, he is who we all know he has <laughs> been, and everything. He is who we thought he was. Exactly, uh, he, he can throw the tight end. He can throw these these receivers, dink and dime, and everything. But in terms of making a big play, like you got the wrong guy. Well, see, people have to also understand this about football. Just because you can throw the dink and dime, ten yard, hit the running back out of the backfield, or whatever bullshit, 
that's fine. That'll get you a few yards every now and then. I'm I'm all on board with that. But unless you have a big enough arm to throw it forty years down or forty yards down the field yeah. and connect consistently, defenses are going to pick up on that, especially in the second half, especially when you're on the road. Yeah. You know, and especially in a must must do a divisional game. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm not sold. I think they ain't shit. And I don't see them getting out of this dumpster fire. I think no. this is going to be one of those seasons where they look back and say, we started off 5-0, and and we didn't make it over above 500. Detroit already caught him. Detroit's now the division leader. Yep. From what I believe. I mean... Without Megatron. Don't trust Detroit, but they're putting wins. Someone has to win the division. Exactly. By default, even if every team is like 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9 and nine or whatever, someone has to technically win the division. And the Packers aren't trying to do anything to win it either. Jesus, they've fallen off. Yeah. It, it, the Pack... And I've, I've watched a good bit of Packers games and they, it, they've they had a lot of issues in terms of like their play calling. I mean, Rodgers is still an awesome beast. Um, Nelson, he's back, but he's not... Not to say, he's not a hundred percent of what he was in terms of that deep bomb threat. Oh, definitely. Um, Randall Cobb's been banged up, uh, and Eddie Lacy's still a fat blob that just really can't run the ball. Does he think that his fatness helps him? I, I, I'm they, confused. Well, they by had him. his whole P90 kick, uh, and he was supposed to be slamming hell of the year, but he's he's been done for the year. He was ruled out for the year maybe like three weeks ago. He thinks he's an old lineman. I, I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's it's. I, I, maybe we'll talk about it on a different cast with these Alabama running backs in terms of Ooh. like him, Trent Richardson, yeah. and Ingram in, in certain aspects. They, yeah, you were a beast in college when you're running behind this awesome-ass O-line. You have this, this crazy amount of talent, and you're running against Kentucky, Vanderbilt, and all these other schools that aren't really on your, your level while you have this all-world talent. Yeah, it's easy to get five yards to carry uh, and get these 15-yard runs, but when you're uh, when you're 200... And 30 pounds and everything, you're not running over people like you were in college. Like, yep. You're playing against men now. Yeah. So you're not as fast. And I always said this whole thing in terms of people that always try to rely on their, their speed or their strength does not translate to the NFL game. I said it when Reggie Bush came out. Yeah, it's awesome. You're, you're able to run outside and turn the corner on Washington State. Yeah. That doesn't work against when you got people like Julius Peppers and 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 these other Clay Matthews people that can run just as fast as you and yeah. hit just as hard as 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 people that you've never even seen before. Uh, it, it doesn't work like that. And and a lot of people, I always go with with college athletes that have that vision where they can find the hole, get to the hole, and get through it. Rather than it just be like, all right, I'm just going to run to the outside, to the right. I'm run to the outside, to the left, and just use my speed because I'm the fastest person in high school. I'm pretty much the fastest person in college. Yep. No, not in the NFL. Yeah, all those people that were just as fast as you, yeah, they're on the bench in the NFL. There's something, and I'm glad you said that. It's a really good point when it comes to running backs, but there's... I think something, a bigger lesson that everybody just kind of has to take a step back with when it comes to going from college football to pro, there's a lot of intangible stuff, you know? It's how you do your meal preps. It's how you get along with your teammates. It's a career. It's how you learn in the literal classroom of football. It's how you study film, you know? And there's there's a million little things that can help you. 
um, become a better football player, and you better be doing all of those and then some. Yeah, pass blocking. And- both during the off season and during the preseason yeah. and regular season. It, it's it's a whole lifestyle change. I think a lot of people underestimate it, especially when you're hyped up as the best sin- thing since sliced bread. Yeah. And I also got to say that a lot of so-called experts, Mel Kuyper Jr. and all those people, sometimes have to admit, hey, you know what? I fucked up. Oh, I yeah. thought that this person was the shit. We do and that they all the time, and they really don't fess up to it. I have a couple like screenshots saved of like some of the draft classes that they had, where they had, oh yeah, Javion Clown is the best thing ever. Blah 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 blah. And we haven't heard his name fucking since shit. Well, speaking of like drafts and people not being shit, did you see this interview with Greg Oden? Greg Oden, former number one pick. I heard about it, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, it's a decent interview to watch. I don't know who to give credit to. It's probably ESPN that did it. Um, but basically he was very candid and he describes the fact that, you know, he came out the same year as Kevin Durant. Durant got the second pick and Oden got the first pick and went to Portland. And so, um, he was touted as, you know, being another really, really talented big man. He was going to do all kinds of incredible things. Obviously, it didn't manifest because he had so many injuries. And so Greg Oden is talking about the fact that you kind of have a weird look. No, I'm, I'm trying to... That, could, that year? Trying to look, think back at, at that the, draft? Uh, well, I'm just trying to make sure I got my years right. Because the year that uh, Rose came out, not Rose, yeah. Derek Rose? Derek Rose was the same year as uh, the guy from Kansas State, right? Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Beasley? Beasley, right? I, that, that could be right. We, that we, was a year before Odin and Durant. Because I remember that the knock on Durant was Durant had some like combine bench press where he only put up like 225 like twice and people freaked the fuck out. Oh, yeah. He was and frail. That, yeah, frail and in I think arms. that's what, that, what it was that, that set Durant. They were like, oh, yeah. he's, he's a twig, that, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's why they went to Odin. But I was just trying to make sure I had it. Correct in my brain because yeah. I remember I liked Beasley better than I like Rose, which mm. is why I'm not a fucking NBA GM. There you go. <laughs> but I, I was just making sure I had it right. But I, I'm I'm really really sure you're right in terms of the Odin Durant thing because I did see a picture of it where they showed them in back to back or whatever. Oh yeah, with, they, uh, with the Sonics jersey and uh, they were definitely the same year. Um, Odin called himself a bust, and he said he was one of the biggest busts of all time. Durant, to his credit, came to his defense and said, you know, don't think like that. It's definitely not true. Um, you know, and I don't know if it was just a, a buddy thing sticking up for somebody who He's not you, could, you could relate to. Um, I will say my my heart kind of went out to, to, to Odin. Um, he just was someone whose body gave out. Yeah, I, I don't. Know? And unfortunately, a bus can be sort of considered a bus. But it was on no fault of his. I mean, your ligaments tear. There's nothing you can really do about it. Yeah. It's not like you couldn't grasp the game or anything. It wasn't like he was Kwame Brown. Yeah. I like to call... I, I don't like to call the bus when... Or say that someone is a bus when it's due to injuries or them getting killed or, or something tragic like that. I like to call someone a, a huge bus when they're drafted high, like number one. Mm-hmm. And then just never perform to anywhere close to the top 20 in the league right. type of they type just, of level. They just couldn't grasp the, yeah. the NFL thing, whether it was just in not getting it or they just didn't want to. Yeah, one way or another. So they I mean, Demarcus it's, Russell it. It's, it's on them. 
Yeah. Even if, like, they get themselves in trouble, that's different than an injury. An injury yeah. is just sort of fluky. You can't help it. But if it was on your own will and effort and you couldn't do it, then that's a bust. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, and speaking of, like, young players in the league even right now, I got to tip my hat to Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins so, played really good. He had a... I, Forget the stat line. Forty-seven points against the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a Laker team that surprised a lot of people. Lakers been playing well, good. coached, but Wiggins balled out of control. He nearly went for a fifty-point game yeah. against him. Let me remind y'all: his rookie year, he got drafted by Cleveland. They signed LeBron. You know, during the offseason off of Miami, and he went to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, summer. Uh, love. Yeah, but, but before Love came there, he went to like the summer camp stuff. LeBron got a chance to see him, and basically LeBron booted him out and said, he ain't shit, I want Love here. And I don't care who you are, that had to sting. Yeah. Um, being able, thinking you're going to play with LeBron James and Kyrie Irving on a makeshift superstar team, and you're a rookie coming in out of college, highly touted rookie. Yeah. And you got booted over to Minnesota, which might as well be a frozen wasteland of nothing. He's still hungry. Yeah. This young wolf is still doing it. Regardless of the team, I'm you know, I'm not saying this is a playoff team or yeah, anything like that. Yeah. He's still super young. I appreciate him playing with a lot of heart. Oh yeah, he's he's got that chip in his shoulder and I like that. Yeah. And uh he's gonna be a force to reckon and he's I, I like that about him where he's just on this mission. Yep. This terminator mission, just annihilate teams and I mean Obviously, there should be one team at the full front uh, point of his bullseye if, if if he's on this revenge mission. And that'll make for a nice, nice Eastern Conference, I mean, not Eastern Conference rivalry, but uh, a regional rivalry. Oh, absolutely. Rivalry, if we can say, uh, in terms of them being ge- geographically in the same sort of region, I guess you can say, between Minnesota and Cleveland. So, yeah, it'll give a lot of, of excitement towards Minnesota with uh, him and our Carl Anthony Towns. Yes. So it, hopefully they uh, they Minnesota knows what they're doing in terms of getting talent around those people and signing them, and we can see Minnesota become a a, a monster in the next couple of years. They have a healthy what's that Spanish Rubio guy, yeah, Rubio. you know, who was touted and picked super high coming out of the draft or whatever. Um, they have some pieces, and what that guy who can jump out of the gym, who was in the uh, the Is NBA Levine, dunk contest, Zach Levine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a lot of young names on a, on the same squad. So got to keep them. Got to keep them. Don't let these other big uh, big name markets po- poach them away. I, if, if they if they start playing together, who knows with Minnesota? Um, Should we go to Dirty Stews? Yeah, why don't we? So <coughs> shout out to Scotland. Scotland, yes. you know how to party. Scotland, stand up. Yes. Our boy Dirty Stew, uh, Dirty Stew asked a question a couple weeks back, um, and he's I think a fan primarily of soccer. Yeah, I saw I saw him give a breakdown. Oh my god, that made my head hurt. I was like, I, I don't speak I don't speak uh, Scottish <laughs> enough to to really grasp. I mean, it was a oh, whole breakdown man. of well, diagrams and and word text and PowerPoint <laughs> or whatever describing the the playoff system for soccer because you have ties and. Yeah, one I, game. I, I, I understood it and everything, but it was funny. I was like, "You're like, I don't understand this crazy calculus." Yeah, man, that, that was weird. But basically, his his the core of his question was, um, "Why for basketball do they have series instead of really just one game playoffs?" And it was something that you know you think you can give just kind of a gut, quick answer, but you have to kind of do a little bit of digging into history. Yeah, it's it's a really in depth 
uh, opinionated uh, answer that you have to give. And uh, I mean, there's history to back either side of it. Um, we did. We definitely did a little bit of research before the cast just to make sure we uh, weren't just spewing off off the top of our head to make sure someone wouldn't just be like, "Well, actually, this, 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 whatever." <laughs> but uh, I, I'll jump in there. My whole thing with the whole um, series versus one and done playoff, especially for basketball. Um, basketball is a a real. I want to say a, a hit or miss sport, but. So much can just be off in terms of one game where it won't give you a true champion of who it is that is actually better than who. Um, we With baseball, baseball doesn't really... Com- baseball also uses the series format, but I don't think it compares per se because you're dealing with a pitcher. Um, and to me, the pitcher is probably the most valuable person in all of sports. Ooh, more than the quarterback, huh? I'd I'd have to analyze this, but there I would say the pitcher is, is more valuable than the quarterback. Yeah, in, you can replace a pitcher and still do better than you could replacing a quarterback, but in terms of the dominance of a pitcher per se that can just take over the game per se than a quarterback, I think the pitcher has a little bit more umph to it than the actual quarterback. Um, and that's a different debate for a different Yeah, day. I was going to say, I'm going to come back to that one. Um, which, which will be really, really good discussion to have. Um, but I, I, I just think that so much can go crazy in terms of one game. And I know Dirty Stu can uh, talk to us about some soccer references. I'm sure you can bring up some, some um, different aspects of it. But in terms of just people having a bad game on a soccer pitch, I just don't see it happening happening as frequently as it has happened in like a what in a one basketball game or a one even a, even in a one football game and before people jump in we're like well football only plays one game football is highly highly different and it's vastly unique in terms of the physicality that is attributed to the people's bodies that actually play the sport it literally you play football on sunday or on monday and the entire rest of the week, your body is recovering. It's healing. It's resting. Most of the time, uh, if you play the game on Sunday, you get off Monday. You get off Tuesday if your coach is nice mm-hmm. and everything. Tuesday is normally film day. Wednesday is your light practice day. You, you sort of install the game plan. Thursday, you're sort of at full go. Friday, you kind of tone it down a little bit because you don't want anyone to get injured before the, the big game. Saturday is your light, gentle walkthrough. Next thing you know, your body's getting beat up again on the Sunday, which um, it's it's insane. And I um, I've only played high school on a football level, which is different. I, I have a lot of friends that played football, like Division One college. Um, I have a couple friends that played in the NFL, and I can't fathom the amount of pain that, that goes through their body. Yep. Um, it, it, it like. One of my one of my good friends, uh, Lanier, like I could probably take a bat to his body, and he would probably take it probably as well as it could be more so than if he was actually playing an NFL game on a Sunday. Yeah, and everything, unless I was hitting him in the head. But in in terms of like the physicality and the other three hundred pound bodies that are just going at your your weak joints and your ankles and your knees, I don't even like my foot getting stepped on. Like if I step my foot on the stairs. I'm falled over on the ground. I'm just like, uh, ouch. Okay. Shit. 
And these these other three hundred pound men are just cracking each other in the motherfucking face. I have I have so much respect to the people that play NFL, uh, and put another little push button push button pin on it in terms of why I think college athletes should get paid as well. But that will be another one. <laughs> yeah. We'll come back to it real quick. Let me jump in here. Um, I I like what you were saying about the NFL. Um, for me. I compare a lot of things when you're talking about North American team sports to baseball. I mean, baseball is really the oldest North American team sport that's really gotten big and popular uh, that I can think of. Um, You have that history dating back all the way to 1903 in terms of Major League Baseball and playing in series or World Series between between the National League and the American League. it, it sounds like it started off with best of five and then went to best of seven very early in the 20th century. That's literally over a hundred plus years uh, of, of tradition when it comes to a series format for the championship, which is what we're really talking about. I think it it eliminates any doubt whatsoever. Yeah. Um, you, you can't say there was a lucky play. You can't say there was one bad call. Uh, there's no excuses whatsoever. You, you, I hated the fact that the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead, but you won't hear me making any excuses for it whatsoever. Right. Um, you can't with with a series format. And yes, football is the outlier. Hockey has seven-game series. Basketball has seven-game series. Baseball has seven-game series. You know, all of the major North American team sports do it. Football does it. I think Stitch is absolutely right because due to a lot of things with the history of football when it comes to managing injuries. But you also have to remember that in pro football, NFL football, you play basically a two-game divisional uh, you know, rivalry game both at home and on the road whatever, with, with everybody in your division. And you have to go through a mini-tournament. In theory... How could you even play a best of seven series? You couldn't. Even a best of... Let, let, let's just tone it out. Say it's a best of three. That's that's damn near a month. Yeah. Or whatever. You get a month off. You get a week... I'm sorry. You get a week off bef- after the NFC Championship game before you even get to the Super Bowl. So essentially, you're going to be playing a month-long Super Bowl. Yeah. It, which it, is just completely unrealistic. Yeah, it wouldn't work. And it also wouldn't be fair to the players at all and the quality of the game to have... Uh, a Sunday uh, game one, and then a Wednesday game two of the same series. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just doesn't work as well for the format of that sport, and it that's would, why it's an outlier. It, and I think it would almost become sort of blood sportish in terms of, uh, yeah, we're we're playing this game for the next three uh, weeks. Yeah, all right, I'll take this fifteen yards and I'll fucking concuss this this quarterback on purpose, on purpose, and everything, just because all I need to do is win two out of these next three weeks and everything. I, I think it would just become sort of blood sport-ish in, in that aspect. And I, I just don't think it would be fair. Now, a lot of people, or some people might be like, well, hockey's just as tough. And Hockey's a very, very tough sport. Yes. I don't think it's on the same level as football yeah. because you are constantly rotating in and out of the game in terms of your line shifts. Uh, your average hockey player will play about maybe 20 minutes a game on a line and everything. Yeah. And the entire... Uh, high, uh, Every play in football ends with somebody getting their brain smashed. Yeah. Somebody, somebody is getting driven into the dirt and smacked around. Whether it's not uh, uh, some sort of highlight film type decleating tackle, the play ends when somebody forcefully gets taken to the ground. It doesn't happen like that in hockey. I agree. The other thing, though, I want to say, 
Um, football, rightly so, has a reputation for being extremely tough. What I also want to point out, though, is for those who don't believe that basketball has a sense of toughness, always remember this. Oh, boy. There are no pads whatsoever in basketball. So all I'm saying is you're in a tank top and shorts and shoes and sneakers. There, if you think that, just let me say this, because I, 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 I know that no, some no, people no, already no. rolled their eyes, but if you think that you, at 5'10 or 6 feet tall, would have no problem whatsoever on an over and over repeated basis taking a charge from someone, the likes of Shaq, Dwight Howard, Charles Barkley, uh, any power forward or center in the league with no pads on, you're not expect you know. Be- 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 baseball, I'm sorry, uh, basketball is a underrated physical sport. It is physical in terms of your yeah. contact. It's not people throwing shoulders, per se, on Definitely. purpose. But people land on everyone. The most painful, one of the most painful injuries I ever had was getting my ankle rolled. Oh, yeah, and that game. happens every, that happens you, every that day. That happens all the time. You come down from a layup and you just step on someone's ankle, your ankle rolls. You're, and a lot of times, it's better for you to break your ankle than it is to get a high oh, ankle yeah. sprain. It's, that, it's much easier to recover. So a, a lot of times, you're getting a lot of injuries like that. You're getting your, your knee. Finger sprains. Your yeah. knees banging against somebody else's knee. It's just a lot of fluky type contact, which is very physical in nature. And some not so fluky. The reason why I want to point that out specifically is... When you get to the level of Division One college and the NBA, you have people that can fly. And when you're up in the air, it doesn't matter how big, how strong you are, how fast you are. With zero gravity, you up, being up in the air, someone knocks you. That it, It's the exact same yeah. thing as a wide receiver going up high for a pass and then getting hit by, the by a hard The only you have are your athletic shorts. That's it. So... Um, just to keep that in mind, it doesn't happen every single play. It doesn't happen every every time someone goes up. But there is contact in the NBA. And if you want to uh, try to fool yourself into thinking, oh, well, it must be soft. Uh, these these guys look so skinny. Okay. You take that charge from Shaq and the, without yeah. uh, any yeah. any pads on and then we'll start talking. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's a sort of a... Ignorant viewpoint to say that it's not physical and everything, unless you've never played basketball before, or if you only played basketball in elementary school. <laughs> I, I played basketball in elementary school. I remember stuff got physical. And oh hell yeah! You get your finger jammed, all, all kinds of random injuries and everything. People are slapping at the ball and comes down on your wrist. Oh like, yeah! Especially if you're playing against grown ass men. I mean, get your ankle. You could get. Your, I mean, your wrist broke yeah. easily. Good. Pl- they used to call them playoff fouls. You yeah. know, no blood. Uh, especially for pickup games, but we we got a little off track. But basically, Dirty Stew, what we're I think what we're really trying to say is you do need series to prove who the best of the best is for basketball. I understand uh, that soccer works differently. Yeah. The other factor that's my issue with the with NCAA. Yeah, but the other huge factor is there's no such thing as a tie in basketball. I don't think there should should be ties in football either. They're they're rare, but they do happen. Um, there should never be any ties. I don't think there should be ties in hockey either. There's no ties in baseball. There's no really ties in basketball. Technically, they don't have so-called ties in because they do a shootout now. 
You're right. They changed that. Yeah. They used to have the thing where you it's would have a tie. a tie. You do an overtime period, and I think after the overtime period, you automatically get a point. Yeah. And then if you win by shootout, you get two. two. Yeah. But yeah, something like that. Yeah. All in favor. I think it works quite well. The other thing I will say is, for better or worse, basketball doesn't have owe its origin to any other fucking sport whatsoever. And made in America, exported all over the world now, extremely popular worldwide. Um, I think football could learn a lot and wants to. That's why you have games in London now it, during the yeah. regular season for the NFL and games ne- in Mexico, Mexico City. City. Next week, yeah. They are trying to do what basketball has done in terms of export this sport. So, you know, tip your hat to that. That's all the, in the David Stern era, it's really. Very international. Hell the fuck Yeah. Um, before, oh, you know what I want to get to before we close on out? Are you looking at the scores right now? I was just checking the score of the, uh, the Giants-Cincinnati games, 21-20. All right. So, Giants. so whoever's listening to this is like, oh, why are they giving that? Because so-and-so already won. Well, we're watching it live. <laughs> um, Got to give some shade. One more piece of shade. I love throwing shade to sports, you know, oh, and boy. sports teams. Um, Who's catching it right now? The Cleveland motherfucking Indians. Three one three one lead. Oh man! I was, Last time I called it, I said Cubs in seven. God damn it! I couldn't remember where if I had talked about it on the cast and everything, but LeBron's t- shit talking made me. J- and I was very very neutral on this, and I, even on I think on the first cast, right? Yep. I enjoyed my my cities of of despair yes. and everything. Um, I had no problems with, with Chicago just being forever losers, but. What did it for me was this whole uh, LeBron Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Where he was throwing shade. I was just like, okay, I have no dog in this race. My Giants lost. They lost to, to the Cubs yep. and everything. And I'm just like, all right. You know what? And he's jumping in. And he's a well-documented Yankee fan. Yes. He's worn nothing but Yankee hats since he was... I remember him seeing in that kind of uh, seeing him with Yankee hats, I want to say, at that, uh, that high school. Yeah. Because they showed high school games and him... Before and after the games and whatnot, I remember seeing a lot of Yankee hats. You gotta you you have to rep your either you have to rep your team and you I understand you want to rep your city. And for a little bit of backstory on me, like I grew up more so a Seattle Mariners fan just because I love King Griffey Jr. He was a superstar. King Griffey Jr. was was an awesome beast and everything. I uh, moved away from the Bay Area. Still love Griffey. Griffey got traded. So I was a man without a team. So I rep the Bay. And everything. I was like, I'm living in New York. I enjoyed A-Rod. Uh, A-Rod was one of my favorite players at the time. So I wanted A-Rod to win despite of my hatred for the Yankees. Um, but I just wanted the Bay Area to, to shine and get and get their, their stun on and everything. I just more so took more so to the Giants and the A's. I went to more A's games than Giants games growing Definitely. up. You, you vouch you were there. Uh, going sure was. A's games, $2 bleacher seats and everything. Couldn't beat that with a stick. Yep. Um, so I, with LeBron, though, it's different because you are you have a shit ton of money. So it's not like you're, you're on this whole struggle life and you're looking up to somebody. If you're looking up to somebody, okay. Well, hold on. Hold on. Here's what we're really saying with this. LeBron, you ain't shit. <laughs> you never were a fucking Cleveland Cleveland uh, Indians fan, really and truly. You were a Yankees fan. You switched sides. You w- went with the hot hand. And you phony as fuck. Yeah. At least with baseball, he, he phony. That's what we're really saying. And it's not like he's never seen 
these so-called Indians be successful? Because no. they were in the World Series in 97. Yep. So it wasn't like, Must oh... Must a kid kid, but yeah. Uh, not much more... He's not that young. That's true. 97 is 97. I mean, he's... He's still an 80s kid. What, is he born in 86? Yeah, that's a good question. I think he's 31. Anyway, yeah, but yeah. But yeah, he's, he's not that, that young where he can't remember 97. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Like Cleveland never had anything to root for or yep. anything. But yeah, uh, Cleveland fucked it up. Blew a 3-1 lead, goddammit. Blew a 3-1 lead. Uh, I think we're recording the cast, but I didn't get a chance to watch that baseball game. But a lot of people say it was probably one of the better uh, championship games. Yeah, it was a time. game seven where the lead fluctuated. They went into extra innings. There was a come from behind to make it go into extra yeah. innings. But at the end of the day, Cleveland took those L's and yeah. they got the crying Jordan memes. Yes, they did. Um, and I got to tip my hat. I mean, for those who don't like and watch baseball or follow baseball or whatever, just the Chicago Cubs were always the losers. You know what I mean? In 108 years, everybody knows it. It was kind of cool for that city because they do have some real fans. It's a big city, obviously. But they have some real fans who love to see them fucking. I was more. Lose. I was more so about Cleveland being the loser until LeBron opened his mouth. Because I mean, we got. Are we? Are we going to compare? Oh, what's a better movie, Major League or Rookie of the Year? Major League. Oh, Major by, League. Any Major day. League by far is the 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 better movie. I'll even take Major League Two. Yeah. Over. And uh, you, you feel more for those fans, those clowns that were in the beach, oh, yeah. beating on that drum. Yep. What's the thing you about Cleveland? That's true. I mean, more so than you feel about Chicago and everything. Chicago, as a city, won it in 2005. May it be the wrong team. Yeah, the White that Sox. That city still... Well, but if you're in Chicago... I mean, I'm not a Chicago person, but supposedly if you're in Chicago, that line between the Sox and the Cubs is pretty divisive. I mean, it would be like when you when the Niners went to the world or went to the Super Bowl, I wasn't cheering. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, but in terms of like... Major, major cities. Chicago is what the third most populated city in the United States. Definitely, and they hadn't won shit in in a in a good minute until two thousand and five. So yeah, that's okay, true. that's true. They're off the hook. Lakers won some shit. Yankees have won some shit. So now you got the big three off the back. Number four is what Houston. Houston won yeah. some shit in ninety four yeah. or whatever. But no one really gives a fuck about Houston anyways. No, fuck that. I'm gonna say this. I saw an Anthony Bourdain special over the weekend. Slabs in Houston on them elbow rims with the candy paint and the trunk <laughs> rattle. I want that in my life. I don't know why Houston and Texas ain't repping that hard as hell. Oh, Everybody from Texas, shout out to y'all. I love those slabs. Oh God, Christ. But yeah. In terms of major cities, <laughs> Christ, <laughs> Cleveland hasn't done shit until they got their little Cleveland championship. That's true. And everything. That's and true. Cleveland is still like a bastardized child to me because they fucking were burning LeBron jerseys five years before that hey, shit happened. What I'm always going to say, LeBron is the most forgiving human being on the planet because that owner... Took the time out of whatever rag piece of shit paper they have in Cleveland. Remember, remember when the owner took a whole front page ass ad a, to talk nothing but shit about I, LeBron? I have a really good uh, friend. Shout out to uh, Chris Mason. He used to be our, our quarterback at UL uh, Lafayette. He's a big Miami fan. And he used to rep. He was all Miami even before LeBron got there. Yep. He's all D-Wade and everything. And he's like, oh, he'll never leave. He'll never leave. And even that, sum- that summer coming up to him, he's like... And he was a little bit nervous. He's like, dude, if he leaves, LeBron's a bitch. Yep. He's like, he, they, he's like, the owner put him out there, fucking called about this, that, or whatever, and he left. And he's just like, dude, fuck LeBron. He's like, 
I understand what he did for this for the city of Miami and everything. And I was just like, you know, what? you're right. Like, I'm glad you see it. Yeah. And and it is it is what it is. And I'm, I'm glad he can uh, put the fandom behind it. But Le- LeBron did a bitch ass move in terms of many. Uh, it, not to get on a racial aspect of it, in terms of a, a black person letting this this white owner. Yep. Treat him like a a slave and be and uh, be like, oh, you left my plantation. Yep, you never coming back, et cetera, et cetera. Then he came back, and then everything's all fine, hunky dory. Yeah, I I can't wrap my head around that. I really can't. Um, I understand that he's from Ohio. Um, blah blah blah, wanting to win it for the hometown, and he did. He fulfilled that promise. I get all of that, you know. And now it seems like water under the bridge. But I remember how ugly that was. And those fans and ownership in Cleveland, literally right now while he's playing, they should be constructing a fucking statue. Like they have a Magic Johnson <laughs> yeah. outside of the Staples Center. It'll be a statue, yeah. No, not not five years from now, after or eight years from now when he retires, today. Yeah. And if I was fucking LeBron, what I would demand is some type of way of guaranteeing I'm a partial goddamn owner at some point of one of these franchises. He needs to be on that Jordan level of actually getting into the front office if that's what he wants. He could pull that power move if he wanted to and if he had enough business savvy to him. I don't know if he does or he doesn't. He can get the right people around him. He should. He It should already be in motion. Yeah. In terms of like percentages and, and whatever because if there's anybody that deserves it, it's him. Yeah, it's his league. Yeah. You know, there, there's no doubt about it. Uh, he's the face of the league. And to give credit where credit is due, he's also someone who was almost born into the spotlight. You know, coming out of high school, being on ESPN, playing in your high school championship game and shit. Yeah. No real scandals. Besides the leaving and coming back, which technically any player can do. He did it ugly, you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. But there's no scandals with him. Yeah. You know, he's not somebody getting high. He's not somebody, yeah. you know, beating Dang up his wife. Or beating up people now. So, I, I, I give he's credit to point. that. Yeah, he really has been. All right, God damn it! Is that? Oh, one last thing. Oh yeah, last one we got. Thanksgiving is coming up. Uh, you may be even hearing this cast the week of Thanksgiving, depending on when you listen. Uh, I will say this: I, I've said it time and time again. I want to get Stitch's take, but for me. Thanksgiving is my only exception for saying, okay, it's Thursday, where's my football? Yeah. Um, sometimes they do that, that whole Christmas thing. Depending on what day of Depending the year on what it day falls. It is. I agree. Thursday football is a bastardization of the entire process. And it's a slap in the face for the NFL to be like, oh, we care about NFL players' health. And then we, we want to trot them out there uh, five days later. Yep. Uh, after they've gone through this whole fucking gladiator type uh, battle, um, I'm not a big fan of Thursday football. Ninety uh, percent of the times, to me, Thursday football games are just poorly played. They're poorly, just in terms of penalties, in terms of just the actual product that they put on the field. Even, Everything's off. It's just not. It's not quality football. Yep. And, it's a money grab. Essentially, it's just like, all right, we want to take this spot and collect your TV dollars. And that's essentially what it is. But in terms of the quality it, that they're putting out on the field, it's it's bad. Thursday football on Thanksgiving is nice. Holiday. 
if you're a member of uh, Detroit or is it is Detroit Dallas? So Dallas and the and Detroit always or mandatory. Play. Yeah. yeah. So I understand if you're a part of those franchises, then that's what you sign up for. It is what it is. Yeah. I like those. It's areas. a marquee matchup and everything. Yeah. It's like it's like when you're when you're when you're on a good basketball team. Yeah, you got to play on Christmas. I I'm all for sucks. You might not that. be with your family, but you know what. You're you're on a good ass fucking team. You either won a championship or you're right there knocking on a door. You gotta you gotta work on Christmas. I don't think a lot of players that are actually playing for those teams think about it sucking that much for no. those days. I mean, because everybody's grown up watching the you know the Thursday games on for Thanksgiving or whatever. Um, I think it's a great tradition. It always reminds me, and this is going to be funny. I can't express this, even though we can go back on YouTube and look. How awesome John Madden was when he was doing the commentating for those, yeah, especially Madden those Thanksgiving Summerall, when they were not losing their mind. Yeah, were really really good. Just their iconic voice. Oh man, and the way they were calling stuff. Um, it, it really was. It, it was comfort language. Yeah, comfort food, comfort friends, comfort family. Comfort football, watching your Lions play the Packers, Lions play whoever, watching Dallas play whatever, and just hearing those voices, you just eat your nice big ass meal with your with the itis kicking in, and you're just sitting back watching, hearing Madden. You yep. didn't even watch the game. You just you just hear, you know what he's talking about, what's going on, and he would ramble about his random ass shit, you know, his fucking bus, and you know, talking about how much turkey he was going to eat and the six-legged turkey or whatever the fuck it yeah, was. It was always interesting. I could list. I don't know where he is. I don't know if he's in his right mind right now because I don't see him going to like no. in very many he's, Raider I think games. He's somewhere still around the Bay, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's a local guy, but man, I loved John Madden. A lot of people only know him from the football or football game now, Madden football, but... It's a franchise ain't But God damn it, his voice for commentating was spot yeah. on. No, it's iconic and, I mean, that that's... It's a part of Thanksgiving fixture and everything. It'll, it'll be interesting to see um, how future generations uh, go because obviously we grew up in the 90s yeah. and everything where it was Madden that was on Thursday. I don't even know who does it now. I don't even care. It's probably going to be it's that like shitty ass Collinsworth or, or, Collinsworth or whatever. But Al Michaels. It's ugh. not the same as when it was Madden. And uh, Madden put a voice on it and it, it just... it it. Was it just a part of the whole process? Of, well, he of knew details uh, literally about offensive linemen that nobody should fucking know. Of course, you yeah. know what I mean? Like this offensive lineman wears a forty-two waist underwear and he likes tidy whities. <laughs> he also likes to eat beef jerky. I remember this one time when I was—that's yeah. what he would fucking do. It was yeah. great. It was he's perfect. Great. He's great at what he did. So anyway, it's shout under, out to him. It's underappreciated talent, and it's it goes to good sports uh, commentary. Absolutely. All right, I think that's it. Uh, let's do our uh, call signs. Uh, you can always hit us up at B then BTI or yes. individual Twitter. I'm at Cthulhu's Prodigy. C T H U L H U S P R O D I G Y. And I'm uh, Hey It's Stitch. H E Y I T S S T I T C H. Um, hit us up. Show us some love. Uh, just to let us know what we might be doing in the future. I might. Be going to the Cal Rice game just because uh, my wife wants to go check out the Stanford game. We Very went nice. to the Cal game last weekend. Cal was really, really cool. Uh, it was nice going to a different stadium. I've been to several college football stadiums. I've been to uh, Texas A&M. Uh, I've been to LSU, UL. Uh, this is my first time on the West Coast going to a football stadium that I can remember uh, college-wise. So Cal was nice. Um, it, it was scenic. 
it's it's old, it's dated, you can yep. tell. Um, it's just in terms of where it's at though, it's it's pretty cool. It was cold because it's Berkeley, it was yeah. at night. Um it was a really cool spot to be in, especially with the card tricks. Marshawn Lynch popped up there, and uh, Beast Mode. Yeah, he, he was there. Uh, his family was was uh, in the little section next to us, so it was, it was really cool to go see Cal and watch that whole aspect play in Washington. Um, so we're planning on going to check out the Stanford game in like two weeks. I think they play, yeah they play Rice, so we can see Christian McCaffrey. Check out that new stadium. We have a little bit of a comparison of what we can do, and uh, hopefully, we can check out some of the Southern Cal stadiums like next year. Yeah, uh, just real quick, Stanford um, renovated theirs yes. fairly recently. It's nice; it's smaller mm-hmm. uh, than it was previously, and it, it's a good time. And definitely tour around Palo Alto. It's mm-hmm. a very, very fun kind of bougie college city, you yeah, know, in a lot of ways. Of um, but I think you'll also like USC. Uh, I got a couple friends that went to USC, and it's very iconic and nice. reminiscent of SEC and Big Ten in terms of the size and scale of the stadium. Sweet. Right on, right on. We're going to be out this bitch. Peace. Mamba out.